Hey, 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 listeners, this is Anika coming straight from the principal's office to you in your respective places. Um, I had to share that song, just a minute of it before I got started, just because um, it was so befitting. First of all, I love that song. Can I just say that I love that song? I know it's not new. You may have heard it before. You may have not heard it before, but it is Zacardi Cortez. This song is probably like, I don't even know, probably, goodness, five years old now. Um, But it's so powerful. It's so personal. It's so intimate. Um, But most important, it is befitting, I believe, for what we're going to talk about today, the principle that we're going to share and get into today. So um, it's called one-on-one. If you never heard it before, he pretty much says the same thing over and over and over again. Um, And with so little words, the song is extremely powerful if you just listen to it and what it's about. Um, But he's talking about one-on-one time with God, um, personal time. And how do we get that, right? So today's principle that we're going to discuss is the principle of fasting and praying. The principle of fasting and praying or prayer and fasting however you want to say it. But when I think about one-on-one time, it's quality time. It's personal time. It's private time. It's intimate time, one-on-one. And we'll explore the principle of fasting and praying, and we'll see how that promotes that type of time in relationship with God. So, I hope you guys have had um, had a good week last week and had a good weekend um, and all of that good stuff. Um, I hope you guys were able to take a listen to the last episode. We talked about watching our mouths. And so, you know, I'm going to have some quick reflection before we get into today's principle. So um, the episode is still out there. So if you haven't listened to it yet, please feel free to go ahead and listen to it. Um, 
and get into that principle of watching our mouths because our words have power. Um, so reflection, you know, I don't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do. So of course, last week I left you guys with some challenges, um, to, um, watch our mouths in one capacity or another. And so, um, I'm going to be transparent, right? Because I did share T3. Um, I know a few episodes of my intro episode of the podcast. I talked about T3 and what that means. And that is truth, transparency, and thoughts. That is what I'm bringing to the table. Um, and so being transparent, you know, I I had a difficult time the latter part of last week with watching my mouth in terms of my words. And I'm not talking about profanity, you know, cussing anybody out or, you know, or even saying ugly things to someone, you know, or gossiping or anything like that. But it was really what I was speaking about my own situations. And so I thank God for this podcast. I thank God for people in my life and I thank God for the Holy Spirit because I, um, like I said, was struggling with it and, and got off track, but I got back up really, really quickly and was reminded of everything that I shared with you guys last week, reminded of the word and God's principles and just reminded of of, of who God is and um, how my words will speak life or death into my situation. So um, I was feeling a little down um, about some circumstances, and I just was feeling down. And and I'll be honest, for me, I am usually a person that's able to shake it. Like, you know, even if I get there for a moment, I'm able to shake it off pretty quickly and um, come on back, right? And I wasn't able to shake it. And it was just like, wow, you know, I'm feeling down and I'm feeling defeated because I can't shake it. And that's not like me. And so um, one thing I knew better was to isolate myself and not say or share with someone that that's the way that I was feeling. Because at and now in those moments I wasn't able to speak anything different because I just couldn't, you know, my my words would not form to speak the opposite, right? So um in my sharing with people who I know that I can trust and that care about me, you know, I had that encouragement. They were able to speak life into my situation and remind me um, of some of the things that the very things that I've said to them before, remind me of the word, remind me of the fact that life and death lies in the power of my tongue. And so I begin to start speaking differently to my situation. But over the course of about two days, um, I was in a rough spot. And so I also don't want to put on a mask. That's something else that I talked about. And I don't want to pretend that everything is okay when it's not okay, right? So I began to, for example, I had an opportunity to say how I've been today when I was asked. And I said, you know, um, 
I've actually been kind of frustrated, but I know that it's turning around. And, you know, I'm I'm believing that peace is on the way. And that that was my response, right? So I remembered to be truthful, right? That I have been frustrated, but then speak life into my circumstance, but then speak those things that be not as though they are. And so although I had not been feeling peace about the circumstances or the situation, I've been feeling frustration behind it. I spoke that the peace was coming because I'm speaking it as though it be, as though it is, although it be not. And so get into last week's episode. I'm not going to, you know, reteach that, um, but it's out there for you on the podcast, the principal's office. If this is your first episode that you're listening to, go out and subscribe. Um, and so that you can stay updated, follow, um, me on Instagram at good stuff underscore period with a T at the end. So that's good stuff, one word, underscore, and then the word period, P-E-R-I-O-D with a T at the end. And that will also keep you updated and inspired and motivated and encouraged as well um, throughout the week. So check out last episode. Um, but those are my transparent moments in reflection on how I had to watch my mouth and it was a struggle. I had to um, be careful, but I got back up again. So thank God for that. I hope you guys had opportunity to, um, you know, um, watch your mouth last week. Um, again, I love to hear your feedback. So leave me a message, you know, go on to the IG page and, you know, comment, just, you know, I want to hear back from you guys. Okay. All right. So I don't think I'm going to be here for an hour today. Um, but I know I've said that before and it still was, but we will see. So let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, so prayer and fasting. Now, again, like I said, this has been around for quite some time, but um, and it's also something that it's a principle um, or a practice, if you will, that is across, you know, multiple religions um, and faiths. So I, I thought that was an interesting fact because you actually see prayer and fasting, right? That principle... In the Muslim faith, you see it in Christianity, you see it in the Catholic faith, um, as well as other faiths. So um, that is something in common, if you will. Um, and so to me, just that, that fact alone, you know, speaks volumes to how powerful of a principle that prayer and fasting truly, truly is. So, of course, I'm going to give you the scriptures that we're going to be talking about um, today. So, first, I'll call out the scriptures, and of course, I will say them again when 
we go over them. So we're going to look at um, Matthew 6 and 18. In addition, we're going to look at Mark 9, 23 through 29. And we'll look at Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Okay, so just three places we're going to go today. And, um, and then we will, you know, see what we get out of it. We'll talk and, um, and we'll be done. Okay, so this is, all right, guys, sorry. Okay. So, um, I thought that it was befitting to, um, talk about prayer and fasting because we are currently in the time of Lent. Lent is a traditional um, practice in the Catholic faith, but it is a time of prayer and fasting for them. Okay, um, for those that are not familiar with Lent, it is um, it begins on Ash Wednesday, which was last Wednesday, March 6th. It generally runs over um, six-week period after that. 40 days is the total time. Um, so it'll end um, the Sunday before Easter, so April 18th. And it's a time of denying yourself, um, a time of repentance for sins and in and, and giving and so in the Catholic faith, this period is a preparation for Easter, right? Which is why um, it starts on Ash Wednesday, March, um, which was March 6th this year. And then the Sunday before Easter, it, it ends. Um, so they are preparing themselves. They are setting themselves apart. They are denying themselves. They are repenting of their sins um, and during this time and they are giving up something, you know, giving up something. They are sacrificing something during this time. And I know traditionally every Friday during Lent, um, they will refrain from eating meat very specifically. Um, but then, you know, on a personal level, they'll make a decision to give up other things during this period. So, we are currently in the time of Lent, so I thought that, you know, it made sense to talk about prayer and fasting now. Now, traditionally inside of the Christian faith, um, inside of the church, there is a time of fasting which happens at the beginning of the year. Um, it usually is a 21-day consecration um, to dedicate the first fruits of the year um, to God to consecrate oneself you know for his use in to cultivate a closer relationship to him a more intimate relationship to him to put yourself in a position denying yourself and put yourself in a position so that he can he can pr prepare you and work on you and speak to you and and have his way in your life during this time of consecration to prepare you for the year to come 
right? Which is why it happens at the beginning of the year. Typically, it might start on January 1st, you know, somewhere between the first and the second week of the new year and run for 21 days. And, you know, same, you know, there's a sacrifice, there's a, you know, putting away, there's a giving up something that, you know, you typically do on a regular basis or um, food. There's a Danube fast that is really popular. A lot of people have heard of the Danube fast and it is patterned after the, um, the fast that we see in the Bible um, that Daniel, that Daniel and the things that Daniel refrained from eating during a period of time. So, and there's all different types um, in the Christian faith inside of the church. It is typically something that is done corporately as a group so that everyone can be aligned um, and be fasting at the same time, consecrating themselves at the same time. And um, inside of that time of fasting, there is dedicated time of prayer as well. Um, also in Lent, if I didn't mention that dedicated time of prayer, um, which is so important. It is so important. I cannot say this enough. Do not fast without praying. Do not fast without praying. Um, I love the way my co-pastor puts it. If you are fasting without praying, you're just on a glorified diet. (laughs) So there's other things to do if you just want to lose some weight. Um, But do not commit to fasting or set yourself apart or set a time aside to fast if you're not going to pray. Not only is it not, um, you know, is it not right or is it you know, not truly a consecration if you're not praying, but guess what? You won't last long. I promise you that you will not stand. You will not stay in it if you do not pray. Um, so I, I promise you that. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But so typically, um, in the church is done corporately. And like I said, and then everyone inside of the body can be on one accord and be, um, praying corporately as well, typically for the church. Um, also in terms of the church moving forward for the year. So those are just some examples of times of fasting and prayer that we see, um, today within, you know, the faiths. And um, I know in the Muslim faith during Ramadan, I believe, and I don't want to pretend to be an expert on um, all religions, but I believe it's Ramadan, which um, is their typical time of of fasting, you know, of of a lengthy time of fasting, which is corporate, you know, within their faith as well where um, they set time aside to um, consecrate themselves through fasting um, and prayer. So just a little quick history and background and lesson in case somebody listening is not familiar, but we are really going to break this down 101 stuff, okay? So 
also did you know this fun fact so breakfast right breakfast is called breakfast because it's the first meal in the morning that you eat after you wake up because guess what you were doing the whole time you were sleeping you were fasting so breakfast is actually breaking your fast that i listen when i actually found that out and this was a long time ago i was so like oh my goodness right because who thought of that i mean we just say breakfast we just say breakfast but it's break fast so you break your fast because you wake up and you eat so fun fact that's all anyway <laughs> so um let's talk about it we're gonna look at um how do you fast right um why you fast and when you fast and then we're gonna we're gonna look at our scriptures and um and that's it okay and so i hope i hope you guys get something out of this so let's talk about um why right i shared a little bit about that why do we fast to consecrate yourself and that's basically setting yourself apart um you know, in, in clearing yourself out so that God can come in pretty much, right? You're consecrating yourself to God for a period of time in order for you to be able to hear from him clearer, to hear from him clearer, right? Because when you are not fasting, um, you're eating, right? Or you're taking in all of the things that you desire to do, whether it's watch TV, whether it's listening to music, whether it's going to the spa, whether it's working out, whether it's eating a bowl of ice cream or whatever, all of these things that you desire to do um, and that you like um, and that is important to you or that you want to do, you're doing them, right? But when you decide to give up those things, um, you are now what you're doing is you are putting aside your desires, right? And so you're not bogged down with those euphoric feelings that we get from doing these things that we enjoy so much. We're not um, clouded. Our minds are not clouded um, by, you know, the, the whatever emotion we get from the interaction with these certain activities or, or just, you know, or the, 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 the fullness of eating something or the enjoyment. We're not. So because we're not bogged down with that, because we're not clouded, we can hear clearer from God when he speaks to us, right? It's also a time we do this. Why? So that we can grow closer to him. Because remember, we're definitely not fasting without praying. So as we're denying ourselves, by sacrificing these things that we desire, that we do every day. Um, we're praying. And in that prayer time, because we are hearing from him clearer, um, we are listening and we are speaking to him and we are growing closer to him as this happens. Because we can hear him clearer, because our relationship is becoming more intimate, because you're you're open, you're wide open, because there's nothing filling you up except his spirit. 
Okay, and get this, that is the important part, okay, to be filled with his spirit, because once you're filled with his spirit, then you're led of his spirit, because there's nothing else on the inside. So because there's nothing else on the inside, you can be led by his spirit, meaning what you'll say what the spirit tells you to say, you'll go where the spirit tells you to go, you'll do what the spirit tells you to do, whatever the circumstance is, right? And that's an amazing thing because the spirit of God will lead and guide us into all truth. The spirit of God, the the spirit of God is our counselor, right? Our comforter. So being filled of his spirit puts us in a better place in our life, period, right? Why do we fast and pray? Because it is a time and it is something, it is a principle that honors God. It is a principle that honors God. Fasting and praying is worship. It is worship. It is a form of worship, right? So when we hear worship, we think about worship songs. Oh, and our, you know, music, and we're thinking about how much we love him. And oh, you know, and we're we're just in that space, right? And we're honoring him. And, you know, he he recognizes our spirit, our worship and he he enjoys it and he requires it, right? And but there are other ways that we worship him. We worship God in our giving, right? When we when we are when we give, when we give generously, and that's three episodes ago, right? We looked at everything and sowing, but when we, when we sow and we plan and we give, we are worshiping God and our giving. We're being obedient uh, based upon, you know, what he has told us to give. So that's worship, right? So there's so many forms of worship, our prayer time and fasting is also a time of worship unto God. Okay. So that's, that's, that's why we do it, right? Why else do we fast and pray? Um, because there are benefits to fasting and praying. There are spiritual benefits to fasting and praying. And I just shared some of those, right? Because when we are so full of his spirit, then what can we, what can go wrong? What can go wrong, right? What can we, if we're full of his spirit and being led of his spirit, then everything that we set our hands to every, every, everywhere we set our feet to, you know, it's just going to be good, right? There are also natural benefits to fasting, which we'll look at, um, intermittent fasting. So, it's a spiritual thing, but it's also a natural thing to um, do as well. And those of us who have never fasted before or, you know, don't um, practice any particular um, faith, you, it, it may be, you know, it may, you may not understand everything I'm saying right now, but you know that fasting, there's some benefit to it intermittently as far as natural Um, But I'm going to talk about that because you know what? It's important for us to be healthy. Um, Of course, I want, I'm discussing the biblical principle of this. So it's really about a spiritual thing and a spiritual connection and spiritual growth. But 
I understand that in order for us to even um, be in the place that we need to be spiritually, we have to take care of our bodies as well, because our body is a temple of the spirit of the Holy Spirit. And so we'll talk about the natural benefits of fasting as well. So when do you fast then? So we know why, right? Sure, consecration, all of that good stuff. We want to hear God. We want to grow closer to God. We want to be led by God. We want to worship him. We want to honor him. But when, when, when do I do it? When do I decide? So I talked about these periods that are traditional, right? Like Lent that we're currently in, the traditional 21 days of of fasting and praying, consecration in the beginning of the year. Um, You know, we talked about that. But when? We can make a choice to fast, um, to intercede on behalf of someone else, right? Um, So in other words... You know how sometimes, you know, a friend or a family member is going through something and they've shared it and we say, you know what, I'll be praying for you or I'll pray for you. Well, the same way we will decide to pray for a family member or a friend or something that we've heard about or something that we know is going on is the same way we can decide to fast and pray um, to stand in a gap for that friend or family member, right? Um, To intercede on their behalf, to go before God for them. So we talked about why we fast. And sometimes the prayer is just not enough, right? So praying for this situation for yourself or someone else is just not enough. So we can commit to fast as well. Um, for a period of time. Also, when we are seeking and believing God um, for, you know, something, for example, um, our healing, right? Our healing um, or a miracle, right? Something that some people might call a miracle, right? Or it really is a miracle. Then... If we want to tap in, we want to tap in to our relationship with God to another level. We want to tap into our communication with God to another level. And fasting does that. Fasting breaks that barrier. Remember I talked about those barriers that are present on a daily basis. You know, even though we may be praying daily um, and we have a relationship with God, um, you know, sometimes we're not getting a breakthrough or sometimes we're not hearing him as clear. We're thinking, oh, well, he hasn't answered us, but it's not that he hasn't answered us. It's just that we haven't heard him yet. Well, when we need to tap into another level, um, a lot of times fasting is that very thing to do that. So you are seeking God and you're believing God and you, you, you'll know if, if, if you're paying attention and you're like, you know what, this breakthrough hasn't come yet, or this answer hasn't come yet, or I'm still confused, right? We know that that's not God because God is not a God of confusion. He's a God of order and 
the he's the opposite of that right but you have an enemy who is the author of confusion so if you are still feeling confused about a situation or circumstances or which direction to go i don't care what it is i don't care if it's about a job offer you have a mate somebody you're dating you know whatever it is and you've been praying and you've been seeking god and you feel like you haven't heard from him fasting may be the very thing that you need to do to get that breakthrough okay just to get through um to god on another level okay and then of course we talked about the beginning of the year or we talked about during lent right those are other times um but in preparation for a significant endeavor right so it's it's preparing yourself remember i talked about lent is during this time 40 days before Easter. So they're preparing themselves. I talked about the 21 days is preparing ourselves for the year. So in our lives, you know, Easter and the, the, the beginning of the year are not the only significant things that we endeavor upon or that are approaching. Right. So in preparation for, um, a big presentation on your job or at school and you have to you know, speak in front of everybody, um, or endeavor on a ministry, you know, you, you have to teach or you have to preach, or you have to go out and witness, um, for those of us that are in ministry. Right. But I want you to understand it's not just for people in ministry. It's not, it's not just for leaders, you know, it, it, it's for everybody, everybody. So what is that significant thing that you're preparing for in your life? You know, are you, um, are you just starting to take classes um, or are you about to start a new job, um, you know, or did you just get married or are you thinking about getting married and you're engaged and, you know, you're like, you know, we're engaged now and, you know, we are obviously endeavoring to be married, but let's go on a, you know, seven day fast and pray and just confirm and solidify that you know, this is something that God wants us to do, that we're in the will of God and that everything works out the way that he designed it to, right? Because that's the thing. When we commit our lives to God, then we will have success, right? Commit our plans to God. So in our committing our lives to God or our plans, like I said, whether it's starting school, being with someone, moving, you know, maybe you're moving to a new area, moving to a new city, moving to a new state or whatever. Take some time out and fast and pray so that you can make sure that you have the direction that you really need to go because you may have missed something, right? Sometimes, you know, we got it all figured out and everything looks good, but we may have missed something. So that is another time when fasting, you know, um, is good to do. So we were talking about when to fast. So let's talk about um, how, right? We talked about why we fast, when we fast. Um, let's talk about how we fast. And we're going to do that. By looking at Matthew 6 and 18. Okay. Let's look at Matthew 6 
and 18. And for those of you who know, you guys know that I typically um, like to read out of the New Living Translation. So Matthew 6 and 18 says, well, you know what? I think I'm going to start. Actually, I think I'm going to um, start at five. I'm going to start at five. Okay. Let me tell you this, because we're talking about prayer and fasting. And this was Jesus speaking. And he was actually teaching on the subject. He was teaching on the subject of prayer and fasting. And so this is the how. Okay. I can't say it. I can't say it any better than Jesus said it. So we just going to look at what Jesus said. Okay. <laughs> so Matthew 6. Um, beginning in five and the new living translation, it reads, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. Our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do for they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Woo! I know that was a lot. That was a lot. But it's a good thing that you can um you know, you can listen to this over and over again and you can go back. Um but and you can go right to the scriptures yourself. Matthew 6 and New Living Translation, and we started at verse 5, and we went to 18. I'm sorry. I know I said um, we were just going to look at 18, but we um, we needed to hear all of that, okay? We needed to hear all of that because that is how you pray and fast. That is how you fast and pray. Here's what the bottom line is. It's not... For you to, you know, broadcast to the world. Oh, I'm praying and fasting. I'm I I I gave up meat, child. 
Oh my goodness. Oh, I stopped drinking coffee for for um for 7 days because I'm trying to hear from God and you know, I'm going to get closer to God and I'm going to get my breakthrough so I'm fasting. Oh, I'm not eating, you know, this or I'm not eating sweets or it's no need for that. Jesus said it right here. He said, if you want people to applaud you for that, oh my gosh, you're so spiritual. Oh my goodness. You know, you're, you're so holy or whatever. There's going to be your reward. And that wasn't the reward you were looking for. You were looking for a reward from God. So don't do that. Okay. God sees you. You don't have to broadcast it. You don't have to tell anybody. Um, and now this is just me personally. So I will share some of, um, when I am fasting, I will share it with a very select few people only for accountability reasons, not to, um, you know, broadcast it or showboat or whatever, but it's just for accountability because I'm going to share something. When you commit and you make a decision to say, I'm going to fast and pray for this amount of time because I'm believing God for this, or I need God to do this, or I need to tap into a next level with God, or I want to just worship God on another level. I want to grow my relationship. You make a commitment to do that. And I guarantee you the enemy, your adversary, okay, he's coming. He's coming with some opposition because he's not happy about that. That is not what he wants you to do, okay? He doesn't want you to do that. You're going to meet opposition the moment you make a decision to commit to fasting and praying for any amount of time. And so what is that going to look like, right? It's not going to look like, um, you know, what it sounds like. It's not going to look 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 as bad as it, it, as it really is. What it's going to look like is, the moment you decide I'm giving up, you know, um, sweets for a week, that's when every day that week that you go to work, coworkers, your boss, everybody has brought in Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, they're having cake to celebrate somebody in the office. You know, there's never been more sweets and pastries in your office ever since you worked there. But I guarantee you it will be that week that you decide to give up sweets and commit that to God. That's just how <laughs> the principalities and the power that are, that's in this, in the universe. Okay. Our adversary works. He wants to meet your commitment to God, any type of commitment that you, that you make to God. He wants to meet it with some opposition so that, you know, you could potentially not, follow through with your commitment, right? And it's called temptation, guys. That's what it's called. It's called temptation. The bottom line is temptation is going to be great the minute you decide to deny yourself. The minute you decide to deny yourself something, the temptation to have it is going to be great. And that's why you cannot fast without praying because the prayer is what covers you. The prayer is what is going to sustain you. Okay. The prayer is what is going to draw you closer to God and allow you to hear from him. And so 
what you get from him is going to give you the strength to withstand the temptation that's coming, okay? Because um, it's coming. It's around the corner. Let's let's just be clear, okay? So let me um, let me share this. So I want to share that um, why fast? Why why do I have to fast and not just pray? Right? I talked about it already, but I told you that when you fast and pray, it's just next level. And it's important, it's important um, to adapt this principle if you if you haven't already, right? I know somebody somewhere is saying, well, fasting is not necessary. Prayer is powerful enough. And I know God hears me when I pray. Fasting is not necessary. And I hear you. I hear you. I, no, really, I hear you saying it right now. <laughs> no, but... Um, prayer is powerful and God does hear you when you pray. Absolutely. Um, and you should believe that you receive what it is that you've prayed for when you ask him. I believe in all of that. That's a prayer of faith. But fasting should not be omitted. Fasting is absolutely necessary. Um, and let's look at Mark 9 to kind of solidify that. So Mark 9, and I think I'm going to start from 23. Now, for this, um, I'm looking at the New King James Version, okay, as opposed to the NLT. I just like the language. I like the language in the New King James. So Mark 9, 23 to 29. So I think, but you know how. I really want to read all of this, but in your time, just read Mark 9, really like, you know, the whole thing. But um, for sake of time, I'm going to start at 23. Okay. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes, right? Yes. Believe, faith, prayers of faith. Absolutely. Okay. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Okay? Because you know that you believe, but sometimes, you know, your faith is wavering. Sometimes. I mean, like like me last week. I, I knew better. I knew that my words, you know, speak life and death to my situation. But I just, I just, I needed help. Right? And so this, this father is crying out, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead so that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, um, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This kind can come out by nothing 
but prayer and fasting. So I say to all of my people who think fasting is not necessary or don't take all of that. I'm telling you that some things come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So in other words, you may be praying and praying and praying and you wondering why you're not getting a breakthrough. You may be praying and praying and praying and you wondering why, you know, it's nothing changing or God is not answering you. God is answering. You just can't hear him. And it's the reason is, is because some things can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting or you rebuking the devil and he is not buking. As we say in my church, he not buking. He ain't going nowhere. And you like, hold up. I am speaking a word over my situation. I'm speaking life. I am praying without ceasing. And I am trusting God. And I'm in faith. Some things come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Okay. So and what, and what are those kinds of things? Well, in this story, there was a spirit that was on this child that was causing him to um, not be able to speak or hear. Okay. Um, and, and amongst other things. Um, and it was a spirit inside of him, like, a you know, a possession almost. Um, and so basically the disciples had probably been praying for him and laying on of hands and all of that good stuff. Right. Like we say, oh, well, let's pray about it or I'll pray for you or whatever. But guess what? That was only going to come out by prayer and fasting. And those that had been praying for him, I'm sure his father was praying for him. Uh, and the disciples were too. And they were casting it out and they were doing everything that they knew to do. But they had not prayed and fasted. They had not prayed and fasted for the situation. And there are circumstances in our lives where there's only going to change. They're only going to shift if we actually pray and fast about it, those are demons, those are spirits, those, that spiritual warfare, um, strongholds, circumstances that plague us, that we just seem to keep going over and over and over again, illness in our body, right? Or we just find ourselves in the same situation. Why do I keep getting into bad relationships? Why am I in this dead-end job? Why do I keep being in debt? Why do my bills keep being in arrears or whatever, right? And things like that sound like, okay, you should just be able to pray for that. Yes, and you can and you should. But what I'm saying is that if you see that it's not changing, we have to do something different. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So if that's not working. If you are praying, you're seeking God, you're trusting God, but you are not seeing a shift. There's some things that we want to look at, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, fasting is automatically the answer, but I'm telling you to consider it. I'm just offering you that. Consider it. Consider turning your plate. Consider denying yourself for a period of time. It doesn't have to be, you know, extreme, but just saying, okay, God, I'm going to honor you in this way. I'm going to deny myself. I am going to put my flesh under subjection in such a way that I'm open to your spirit because I keep walking into this, this situation and I don't understand because I'm praying and I ask you to take it from me and I know better, but I'm going to right now, I'm going to put my flesh under subjection and I'm going to open myself to your spirit so that your spirit can lead and guide me into all truth or whatever. And you know, 
take me in another direction, right? So we can truly be led um, because when our mind is fruitful, especially people like myself, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like, oh, I can figure things out. You know, I'm, I'm pretty resourceful. You know, I'm pretty intelligent. You know, I can figure it out or whatever. But and so sometimes I do. So I think. <laughs> but then I find myself in a situation where, you know, that really wasn't the best choice. Right. There's always a better um, practice or a better way. And we got to tap into that better way. And a lot of times the only way for you to tap into it is through prayer and fasting. Okay. So when your mind ain't fruitful and the Holy Spirit takes over, you're going to get that guidance that you need, um, that you didn't even think about. Right. Um, when you are fasting and praying. So, all right. All right. So guys, um, I want to leave you with our last scripture that uh, I said I would share. And this is so important um, because it's a perfect example of why fasting and praying is so important. Um, because when you adapt this principle in your life, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready for the temptation when it comes after you um, have fasted and prayed. So let's look at Jesus um, example here when he was tempted. Um, Matthew 4. And that's going to be 1 through 11. So we see here in Matthew 4, um, verses 1 through 11. Um, and I'm looking at this. Um, we can look at it in the NLT. Um, and that's fine. Um, so I'm going to go pretty fast because we're running out of time, guys. So it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and prayed and he became very hungry. Okay, so he already fasted and prayed for 40 days, guys. All right. So now he was hungry. He, his fast was over. But look what happens. The devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands. So you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and ministered and took care of Jesus. So, I share that to share this because Jesus had been fasting and praying for 40 days. He was ready for the temptation. He was armored up and we got to be armored up because temptation is going to come during your fast. It's going to come after your fast. It's around every corner. Okay. And are you ready to face it? But even though he was hungry, right, he was ready to break that fast. 
when the temptation came, he was able to refrain from it. He was able to deny himself because his flesh was so under subjection that it it, it wasn't even tempting. <laughs> it's like, please, not to mention his relationship with God was so intimate, so personal. And can you imagine how, what he tapped into during those 40 days? <sighs> Only imagine, but don't imagine, get into the principle of fasting and praying for yourself. Um, you know, I, I promise you, I promise you the rewards will be great. Um, I want to give you guys the challenges, right? We got to have some challenges. So those of you who have fasted before, and this is something that you already doing, I want to challenge you to join me on Tuesday during my fast time. It is my fast time that I get uh, on accord with my church and we are fasting between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. You can fast from 6 to 6 or just get in on some of that time and be fasting with me. Get into it, right? And pray. Pray um, and, and just, you know, tap into God, worship him, honor him, um, ask him for what you believe in him for, what you need him to do. And then if this is brand spanking new to you, just go ahead and try to fast one meal for one day this week. You know, any day, just one meal, give up breakfast, give up lunch or give up dinner. Um, if that's something you already doing, cause you know, we skipping meals all over the place around here, then don't just do that. Also deny yourself something that, you know, um, satisfies your desires. Like if you smoke cigarettes, don't smoke for a day, fast cigarettes. If you drink alcohol, don't drink for a day, fast it, right? Whatever that indulgence is, just give it up at least for a day. And then in your prayer life, you're probably already praying. If you're not, I'm going to um, offer you this. Dedicate 10% of your day to prayer. We got 24 hours in a day. So 2.4 minutes to five minutes of prayer on that day that you are fasting, especially. But every day, um, I challenge you to do that. Give 10% of your day to prayer and fast. Join me on Tuesday from 6 to 6. Deny that thing that pleases you the most. Um, and go ahead and see how you feel about it. Because like I said, it'll change your life. And listen, and if you are fasting something, you decide to give up something and you, you fall off, like you bite that donut, even though you was giving up sweets, it doesn't matter. Just, just put the donut down and get back on the horse. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. It's been wonderful as always. This is Anika. This is the principal's office. We're getting back to basics. We're in school here, but we're in the principal's office learning good things. So I appreciate you for listening um, and just stay tuned. Don't forget to follow me on IG and thank you for your support. Thank you for your subscri subscription. Can't even get my words out. And you guys have an amazing week. I'll see you next time in the principal's office. Take care.